What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You know what that was? What was that? That was the sound of my uh, my excitement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was looking the other way. I confused it for some big bead wiping his face on my pants. No, that was the sound of my ejaculate because I'm so excited. So goddamn excited. Turn me on podcast season two. Here we are. I can't believe it's happening. Babe, we're doing it. I know. It's so good to be back here on this couch with you. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has too long. Feels like it's been an eternity, Mm -hmm. but we're back. Season two, episode one. Ready to go. You poor, your poor voice. You sound, you sound... Are you sick? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit sick. I've been like trying to vocally warm up here, but I've been coughing pretty hard. I'm um, not as hard as you cough, but nope. um, I'd like to think that. No, I'm just kidding. I it sucks. It sucks coughing this much and not being able to. Did breathe. you catch the CF? I think that's that's what I thought was happening. That's what they said to me at the yoga studio. Got a little dose of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you still sound pretty pretty sexy. Thanks. Miguel. Not nearly as sexy as everyone thinks you sound when you're normally. On your on your game, yeah. A game. I I really appreciate those compliments. Thanks, guys. Fuck, we get them a lot. Yeah, we um, do. So this is it. We're back. Season two. We're so f- 
flipping excited. And there's a huge announcement right off the bat. Oh, my God. Right off the bat, we've got a major, major announcement. On top of it being episode one, season two of Termion On Podcast, we have also launched a Patreon page. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. Ow, ow, ow. Okay, so what does that mean? What is Patreon? If you're not familiar with what Patreon is, it is a crowdfunding service. In title, it's meant for artists to to reach out to the community that they are providing for to ask for support, mm-hmm. and so that is what we are doing right now. Um, Patreon.com slash turn me on. If you want to support what it is that we do. We could so so use it, mm-hmm. um, and basically, if you if you decide to to support us by a, a giving us a monthly co- contribution, um, you there's a, there's a whole bunch of perks, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say for example, you're like, I I love Termion so much. To me, I think they're worth three dollars a month. The cost of a coffee once a month. What would there's a perk? What would you get? Well, you would probably get, and you would most definitely get first dibs on our live shows, but also we'll give you a sexy shout out on the show. Oh, God, that sounds that just made me tingle in my <laughs> in my dingle. Um, all right, what about what about someone someone's like, you know what? I think they're they're honestly, I think they're worth five bucks a month. They're giving me four episodes Ooh. every month. To me, that's worth $5, which is not that much money, once a month. Mm-mm. What would you get? Oh, well, you're in for a treat. You'll get everything the $3 donators get, and you'll get one sexy recording of a excerpt from an erotic novel. Read by? By yours truly. Um, on a day when my voice sounds, you know, sexy and sultry <laughs> yeah, and a little maybe better. not quite this deep, but I feel like people are going to jump all over that because people again, love the sound of your voice. Yeah. I love the sound of your voice, but to, to, I love the sound of my voice. To, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to hear you reading some like pro erotic literature. And some have has steamy. been sent my way since we released some recordings mm-hmm. of that. Some really some pretty sexy stuff. Thanks, fans. And there's other perks. I mean, ten dollars a month, you get everything that that came before it, plus a, an extra uh, little um, foreplay segment between Bridie and I. Mm-hmm. One exclusive foreplay that does not exist on any of the other podcasts. Yeah. So uh, and there's there's more. There's there's much more. Hey, there might even be a perk where you get your own piece of custom turn me on merch. What? Just saying. So we're really excited. And here's the thing. I hope it's a pair of panties. It's always really weird to ask for money. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do this on our own time. Bridie and I put a, a fuckload of work into this project. Although we are backed by by Entertainment One, the podcast network, which are, they're amazing. They do a lot of like, um, you know, a lot of like back end stuff for us. But we're... we're this is our love child. This is our love child, and, and we're, we we're not getting it every day. Yeah, we're not. We're not as huge. Look, to be quite honest with you, Sick Boy is doing really great. That's great. We're nowhere near what <laughs> Sick Boy is doing. We're nowhere near that that reach. Mm-hmm. Right, our community here, the Termion community, mm-hmm. is it's a small little I sexy like that saucy little secret. Yeah, yeah, no one really knows about us, <laughs> and so for us to do things like. Um, maintain quality in episodes mm-hmm. uh, to even like right now I'm doing all the mixing and mastering of the episodes, which I'm fucking horrible at. Um, you know, if with Patreon support, we could send that to our sick boy sound guy, Donovan and mm-hmm. PEI and, and get really, you know, much better quality shows. I know that we've had some sound issues in past episodes. Oh, like that time we record an intro in the car. 
Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> in a moving vehicle. That garbage. Um, and, and also, one of the things that it would help us do is travel. Yeah. We want to come to your city. We know we're li- being listened to all across Canada. And Sick Boy, I mean, it's great. We get to travel city to city to city and hear all these amazing stories. Well, we want to do that too. And yeah. so we would rely on you, the listener. Mm-hmm. If you think what we are doing is worth something, be it a dollar, ten dollars, fucking fifty dollars. Yeah. Show us, uh, support us. We would, we could really use it, and and we would be eternally grateful. www.patreon.com, p a t r e o n, patreon.com slash turn me on. So go check it out. It's what the artists are doing. It's pretty cutting edge, actually. It is. Yeah. It's a pretty. It is a pretty beautiful tool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, could one of the uh, Patreon rewards be a monthly smang it list? Oh shit, that's a lot of ah, uh, that's work. That I, you know, okay. How about this? Okay. Yes. Oh. I will. I will. I will do it. Okay. I will do it. We can add it to one of the perks. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Speaking of smang it, yeah. Playlist make fuck playlist. There's a new one. You don't say. Yeah, I do say. <laughs> and it's up. I, pu- I published it today. It's on iTunes. So if you, if you haven't already heard, um, I, we, we've been talking about this playlist that I, that I like <laughs> to fuck to. It's, been, it's old now, though. It's like three or four years old now. So I wanted to revamp it. I made a second one. If you're tired of the old Smang It playlist, Smang It, Smash It and Bang It, um, go over to iTunes or Spotify Look up Jeremy Saunders. Just look me up and it should be a shared playlist there. It says TMO Smang It 2, I think is the name of it. It's a great title. It's a, it's, it's a slow jam. It's okay. a slow jam. And like, uh, sl- does this reflect the, um, would you say like <coughs> your, um, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Development or evolution as a sexual being? Do you, do you feel? I think so. Yeah. I'm really loving the like, slow it down. Nice and like, yeah, like the, the taking, it, taking easy. it easy, but also every once in a while, just a pa! <laughs> when, when you least expect a <laughs> smack on the ass, you know? Oh. Yeah. So there's there's a couple tracks in there. You might be like, oh, shit. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to hear it. All right. So let's waste no time. Mm-hmm. Throw it to this week's episode. Mm-hmm. It's It's just a host episode. Not just. But it's the host it's episode. It's the host episode. I'll throw it's, it to it, Braddy. Well, I'm really excited about this conversation <laughs> that we had. If you are just kind of listening to this for the first time, you may not know, but we interview guests usually. We'll have a little segment between the two of us, and then we'll throw it to a guest in the conversation that we have. But this conversation is a meeting of the minds of Jeremy and I when we've been just spending a lot of when we've just spent a lot of time apart. So I was on a road trip, and Jeremy was at home keeping the home fires burning, keeping the sick boy fires burning. And we met up for 10 days in Austin for South by Southwest. It's a big conference with a lot of ideas and a lot of really stimulating and interesting conversations happening. And we met up there to kind of, you know, reunite. And we were intrigued and turned on by some of the conversations that we heard, especially the one by Esther Perel. As you know, if you have been listening, she's my queen. Um, but but so this conversation is just a just a catch up between the two of us at a time when there's been quite a bit of distance, and I'm really excited to hear it again. There there was so much cool stuff we talked about and covered, and 
we were both you know doing our own thing but growing so much and learning so much and it was it's just nice i think it's a nice way to kind of settle back into to season to season two episode one i agree ah i'm so fucking excited i hope you guys are excited too yeah um for you and uh yeah we hope you enjoy it and we'll see you on the other side We're back. Oh, it's so nice to be back. Oh my God, we're back at it. I've been looking forward to this moment for a really long time. I've been looking forward to this moment for my whole life. I've been, I was born looking forward to this moment. Uh, what's, how's the song go again? It's, uh, for this moment. Um, what is I don't that? know if I know that song. Me neither. There's a song about a moment. <laughs> There's a song with the word moment and, uh, is it by mm-hmm. Celine Dion? Yeah, well, maybe. It's one of those ladies. I think... Um, moment. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's like a song about like a daddy and, and his girl. What's that song? You know uh, that song, Butterfly right? Kisses? Yeah, yeah, Butterfly Kisses. Why do people play that at their wedding? Oh. Well, I... Uh, I can't hear the word daddy and not get weirded out or turned on oh and it's very dependent on who says it yeah uh what did i read the other day there's a really um there's a really big difference between saying uh uh forgive me father for i've sinned then um forgive uh, me daddy daddy because i've been bad (laughs) (laughs) something like that i don't know (coughs) well we're we said we're back but uh really we're not Guess who's um, back. I mean, we are. If you're listening to this, it means that we're back and we're going to be back into the the routine weekly episodes. But uh, when we're recording this, actually, this we recorded this a long time ago, Brad. Yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll have been a while. We are currently in Austin, Texas at the South by Southwest uh, Festival. Middle of March. Middle of March. Sun is beaming down on us. It's a hot day. It's a hot day. And uh, and we've been here for um, over a week. We, we So, Brad, you were away. You went on a nice long little road trip there with your uh, with Geesh, who shall not be named, who is dead. Yeah, I left um, the end of January on a road trip. We were headed to Mexico, and we booked it across the country, Nova Scotia to California in... Seven days. That's fast, dude. Cali to Cali. That is fast. Um, yeah, I wanted to see a girlfriend of mine who was leaving like the day after we made it to LA, and so we booked it real quick. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then spent a couple of days in LA, and then drove down to Baja to for me to learn how to surf. I thought, and the plan was to hang out there. Um, for a month but the ocean was flat yeah it's hard to surf when there's no surf yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I got in the water a couple times so you guys were living out of a little camper van yeah it's stacked on his truck so I think you know it's, it's uh, a lot of people's dream 
to yeah. just kind of get away like that and live out of a the back of a truck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a lifestyle that I think many people romanticize. Yeah. And uh, I'm here to tell you that if you're going to live with someone for the first time, you you're going to get to know each other real well mm-hmm. in a space that li- that has, you know, maybe three square feet of um, of space yeah um i don't know square feet so maybe is that large i mean three square feet i mean i don't know either but that sounds about right, that small, right? no and it's it's probably a little larger than is that it a little the tiny home that we were in uh when we were at that exhibit the other day here in austin yeah uh that was like 350 square feet oh wow yeah okay so, yeah, yeah it's, well, probably, it's probably like 100 square feet and and let me just put this out there to you as well um this is a camper from the 80s. So it's like, it's not the design of a lot of modern campers where, you know, you can sit up in bed. You're like, being in bed for the first few nights, I felt like I was in a coffin. How do you fuck in that? It's really uh, challenging. Is it actually hard? Yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, if you're used to getting up and moving around in different positions See, like your positions are definitely yeah, limited I, I so we drive a, a small car yeah a fit a honda fit uh-huh. um and uh a while ago there was someone i was seeing and uh and i was like i was like i mean i haven't fucked in a car in a long time you want to go for a drive and go fuck in the car and she was like yeah sure all right and it was the middle of the day Oh, so we're trying God. to find like a good spot to like post up and be like, yeah, let's have sex in the middle of the car in the, or in the car in the middle of the day. Maybe we'll get caught. This is kind of exciting. We spent way too long looking for a place like it. It totally like <laughs> totally like pulled all of the like hotness and 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 spontaneity and and uh, and you know excitement out of it because we're just now we're just driving around looking for a parking spot. So anyway, we find a spot. It's finally like, all right, yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have some sex now in the car. And for some reason, I'm just picturing how easy it's gonna be to just jack the the, the driver's seat all the way back. Yeah, I was gonna say the back seat's full of dog hair. Oh That's yeah, back so seat's just nasty. nasty mess, you know, full of shit. And so I just push the the driver's seat as far back as I can, make a little space by leaning it back a little. And I'm just thinking, this is a spry flexible young lady she's you know she's petite she's so small there's nowhere to put your knees well that i clearly learned yeah because i'm just going yeah just straddle over me and she's like i can't i don't know and i'm like oh my god is it oh my oh this is really this sucks yeah this is really hard it was really not great and that's exactly what came to my mind when you were talking about the bed trying to bang in, in this little camper van bed. well also when i was um I was trying to make a comfortable mattress that wasn't too thick because uh, I didn't want to lose any space. I, you know, so I'll tell, let me just tell you what our bed is. Is like, you know, those egg carton-y kind of foam things? Yeah. So there's that. Then there's two camp mats. Like, it's like very thin, inch thin, like, like inflatable. Thermarests. Yeah, thermarests. And then, uh, and then a thicker piece of memory foam. But when we were cutting the memory foam to fit the size of the bed, it's and find sheets for it. It was really hard because it's smaller than a twin. It's smaller than a twin size bed. Oh my god! Which is really funny because my you hate being like I know you hate cuddling. I know so, at night when you're and sleeping, I, and I like to like spread my arms away from my body, and uh, 
So I've I've taken the outside so I can hang my knees out or like my legs out if I need a little more room. But how funny is that? That like I am I literally am like a fucking koala bear. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be wrapped around and just like just like cinched into a f- human body. Like. At, Whenever I'm, I'm like, sleeping, it's hot, and you're the it's complete opposite. Yeah. Yet we somehow make this marriage still work. Yeah, but you know, I can, I can, I can do it for a minute or two, and then it's like, yeah, and then you're like, okay, I'm over it. That part's done. Yeah. Now it's time for sleeping. Yeah. Um, but I like to roll like over onto my belly or onto my side. I'm finding like I'm getting shoulder issues because you can only really lay on your side. Um, yeah, it's really. It's something. And then there's a dog traveling with us too. So right. she wants to get up in the bed on occasion. And she's like the Again, longest and she's just like me. dog. Just wants to snuggle. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. And there's not a ton of space for that. But well, So that's been interesting. And also, uh, there's no bathroom in this camper. And I have a real, like, I'd like to keep a lot of mystery around some parts of the being a human being. And... The bathroom is like my space of like I don't want anyone in there when I'm in there. I, I don't think I've ever seen you shit. No, and you never ever will. <laughs> well, maybe. No, I don't. I mean, the other day I'm I walked sick. in and Becca was just about to take a poop, and I just walked in and I was like, because I had to pee, and I was like, spread your legs because I'm peeing. And she's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm peeing between your legs. If you don't spread them, I'm just going to get pee all over you. And she's like, no, please don't. And she spread her legs and I stood in front of her and I peed between her legs into the toilet with just that small little hole. Perfect aim. No splash? No splash. No pee on anyone except for the the poor toilet. And did you uh, and then see I left. her poop? You didn't? No, I didn't stick around for that. No. I'm not, I didn't need that. I don't need that either. And, uh, you know, and also not having a shower or I can't a bath. I just fucking told that story. <laughs> but I honestly, I need that. I need that. And I've realized that like my, I'm, I'm like a sensitive little thing. Like I need to feel clean and have a lot of personal space i'll for, tell you it's not easy to no. feel clean traveling like that not it's fucking at all real hard yeah so we end up we you end up doing this trip and, yeah. and mexico comes to an end you come back up to the california yeah and and then i'm meanwhile i've been home uh, going crazy without you okay. uh although i had becca there and 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 that was really nice uh, but i was missing you hard i was missing you missing you lots and so we decided well Let's meet up. Me and the guys, the sick boy guys, are going to be coming to Austin for South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. We did a live show. It was amazing. You can go listen to it right now. It's on our iTunes, on our Apple podcast. It was great. It was a fucking great time. You came. You mm-hmm. came here, met all of us. Me, Brian Taylor, our manager, agent, friend, Jeff. And one of my oldest best friends was in the city. For, and Jenna was here. Yeah, yeah was our great. friend Jenna was here. And uh, a couple other Haligonians that are friends were, were in town. And fuck, we made the most of it. We're still making the most of it. Yeah, we got a couple more days. A couple more days. It's a lot of time to spend at a festival. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a little too much. Yeah, but, but it'll festival. all be worth it yeah. for the end when we get to go see Isle of Dogs, the world premiere. And I'm yeah. crossing my fingers that Tilda Swinton sees me and says, Would you like to marry me? Do you love her? I. I don't know what she I am so unattracted to her that I'm 
fully attracted to her. Interesting. She's... I can't tell if she's 80 or if she's 10. She... I know it's, it's kind of remarkable like she she has a face unlike any face I've ever seen before. Uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's so unique. But it she looks like And she can make herself look nasty. Yeah. As fuck. Did you say did you see Okja? No. Okja. No. It was a Netflix film. It, it was basically a, a anti it was a it was like a vegan anti meat eating um narrative film. Okay. You feel really guilty about eating any animals okay. after you watch it. Right. It was quite effective. Also, really good movie. Kind of heartfelt. Pretty funny. Uh, very cute. It's a documentary? No, no, no. No, it's a narrative, like, like uh, uh, um, feature-length uh, fictional film uh, done by a really, really well-known Korean uh, director. Okay, cool. Uh, I think the same guy that did The Host. Anyway, she's in it. And she's, she's making herself just like, she just... She can just make herself so, ugh, yeah, so nasty. But in real life, she's just this beautiful, I ageless what woman. She actually, you know, I find I have like maybe a little bit of facial amnesia, but I I don't recognize. Um, I think I look really different on film than I do in real life, and I find I people look. I've seen yeah. some celebrities um, around, you know, in Los Angeles and Toronto and stuff, and. I never recognize them ever. I I saw Emily Blunt the other day at the world premiere of of her husband John Krasinski's film here at South by Southwest. A quiet uh, is it Emily Blunt or Olivia Wilde? Emily Emily Blunt. Okay, I um, confuse the two of them all the time. Uh, oh my god! She, and again, I was just like, "Can you please just see me so that you can say, Jamie, will you marry me?" So so funny because I was at that premiere as well, and you know. John Krasinski is that how you say his last name? Mm-hmm. He he walks on stage and he introduces his film. Yes, and then I watch the film. Who's he's in it? He, and he's in it, and uh, his wife Emily Blunt is in it, and then um, and then the show ended, and everyone applauded, and and Emily Blunt and John Krasinski and the a couple other couple cast of the members. cast members of kids come out and they do the talk back, and then we leave, and Jeremy's like, I love Emily Blunt, and I was like. Was that Emily Blunt? Um, and then and then he's like, yeah. And then two days later, I f- realized that John Krasinski um, was both the director and the actor in the movie. Yeah, you really and are. that he's from The Office, and I loved him in The Office. I had a huge crush on him, like most of us did. I think. Yeah, but, you um, you really do have an issue with that. I mean, part of it is that I need glasses and I don't wear them. Yeah, but the other thing is, you know, if. If you ever, we also came out of that movie, and I heard my name called, and I turned around, and this girl was like, "Hi," and I was like, "Oh Jesus, do I know you? How do I know you? Put the pieces together. Don't be rude." And then it turned out I had never met her before, so it wasn't a big deal, and she just knew me from the podcast. So that was uh, isn't that cool, Brian? That, that was someone cool. knew you from yeah. the podcast in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so neat. Yeah, that was neat. Um. Well, so we're here, um, and you. So you've been you've been basically confined to sexing in a in a in a tra- trailer in a coffin uh, in a coffin size bed. Um, uh, I've been having I've been having lots of great sex. Sex has been great. That's good. So, yeah, sex is awesome. Uh, mostly with Becca, having lots of sex with Becca. Yeah. Uh, but we had a we had a really fun threesome the other night. Yeah, which was really. Really exciting and, and really unexpected, fun. right? Very unexpected. 
just all out, having a time, having a little dancey dance, and then uh, and then Becca was just like, "Hey, you need to go kiss so and so because uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're all gonna fuck tonight." And I was just like, "I'm sorry, what?" what? Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you should go do it." And I told her to do it too, and I was like, "Okay, like, all right." That's so funny. And, I remember, that, and then that became a thing. It was we, fun. I won't mention who it was, but remember like uh, maybe a year ago, this is before uh, Becca and Todd, but um, we were hanging out with a, a mutual friend and she was like, uh, it was before she was in a relationship too. And she was like, oh, I'm just really horny right now. We were all out and we were drinking. I was like, well, go have <laughs> sex with Jeremy. Yeah. And she was like, um, same thing. What? And yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'll make, I'll tell him the same thing and just, you guys do that. And uh, it did end up, you guys fooled around a bit, I think, that night. But Oh, we were way too drunk. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that was fun. And then, uh, yeah. And But now we're here in Austin. I've been away from Becca for a little while. It's like, this is like a 20-day trip. Um, and you've been away from Guy for a little bit. We're yeah. here. We're here with each other. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, Austin's a horny place. Yeah. People are just out there. I mean... Have you, like, I don't have Tinder. Uh, this is so funny, and I can't wait to get into talking about some of the speakers that we've seen. But um, I don't have Tinder anymore. <laughs> and um, the, yeah. And um, do you? Like, what's yeah. happening on there? Is you, Are you have been on it? Or? Yeah, yeah, Tinder and Bumble. I've, I've, I've actually been, uh, so one of the, for people who don't know, South by Southwest is a, it's a multi-tiered festival. So there is a, it's more of a conference than anything, really. Yeah. Um, it's very industry-based. A lot of people in the industry, whether it be music, fi- film, um, or tech, like they're all here to, just to meet and mingle and stuff. But there is a film festival that runs the entire s- stream from day one to day eight or whatever. There is a music festival that's a, a portion of that. Uh, there is a gaming festival that's a portion of that. And then there's also like a speakers and interactive series. That's what we were doing for the podcast. And that's where a lot of like keynote speakers are coming in to talk um, and, you know, do presentations. We actually got to see, well, and we'll talk about it. We got to see ah, Esther Perel, which ooh, is fucking Esther. so cool. Yeah. Esther Perel. That's right. Um, but another big thing is all these companies, they they put on these massive parties. And I'm talking like, massive expensive parties like um for example bumble buys out this warehouse and it's a music venue and so they buy it out and they put all these little activations within the the warehouse itself so you can go like do these interactive things or whatever um and they throw this massive party everyone shows up it's open bar free alcohol unlimited free alcohol there's so much there's so much fucking free alcohol here it's insane uh and then they have Hyam come out and play a set after esther perel does a a talk right and i gotta say it was quite effective yeah in that someone who generally uses tinder for the most part sometimes talks around the bumble and like was kind of frustrated with the way that bumble works because it's like oh this these missed opportunities because maybe someone just like didn't see that we were matched and they didn't message me. And, but then going to that party and, you know, watching Haim and hearing them to, like, basically they're, you know, being paid to promote Bumble, but just even just hearing that and being a part of it, it really made me appreciate 
the Bumble as a brand. Yeah. And and the way that it works. And it made me think about wh- why does it work this way? Why is it why does it work where it gives, you know, the female is it, it's a female driven dating app. It's for females to t- take the the lead and and yeah. and not not even the initiative but feel like yo i have i have put the cards here and if i want to i'll i can message you and if i don't want to then fuck it i don't have to and it was kind of i don't know i really enjoyed it and now i'm kind of finding myself leaning more into the bumble thing but to answer your question yes i still have it and yes i still use it um it that would be really cool as someone who i've never used bumble and it, it's not on my radar for the near future, but to have gone to that, I didn't go to that, but to have gone to their particular party and just kind of, you know, there's probably a lot of people who will never use it because, you know, they're in a relationship or whatever. And, and I know that the way that dating is working right now and all the technology that's involved in making, in meeting people that, that would be a cool way to go and be like, well, I'll never have this app, but. I'd like to know how it works so that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not behind in yeah. the world. Yeah. That it's it's cool. I'm, I'm really, I'm a big fan of Bumble right now. And is Tinder a thing or is that just like, maybe it's going to be a No, that's a, that's a sort of, I don't think anybody really knows about that. So that, that is a, um, an app that's being, you, I, I don't know exactly how it works. I shouldn't be speaking to it, but I, we heard someone speak. Um, and they mentioned Dinder. A friend of theirs started this thing called Dinder, and the idea is that it 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 cuts out the small talk and is basically like you should go to this restaurant yeah, or this movie or whatever. It's just like it gives get you to suggestions the, to, to to make the date happen yeah. as opposed to like living in this this sort of. Uh, online phone relationship where you you communicate and you chat with this person and there's small talk and maybe there's flirtation but it really goes nowhere other than this screen and Dinder is going hey fuck that shit uh, there's a movie playing tonight at 8pm and the two of you like comedies yeah. so you should both go or yeah. whatever yeah it's a cool idea yeah it is a cool idea turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so 
uh, do you want to get into what we what we learned, or do you want to do? Uh, do you want to talk about like the people trying to just pick us up and interesting people we've met while while we've been here? <laughs> I. Uh, Again, like that hasn't really been on my radar, being picked up and stuff like that. I, I guess, yeah, there was that. There was one night um, I was out and I found this man standing next to me at the bar, like asking me if I was there with anyone. And I was like, yeah, I'm here with my husband. And he was like, oh, that's too bad that we can't have sex. And <laughs> that's I was what like, he said? Yeah. And I Whoa, was like, that's so aggressive. Yeah. He said, that's too bad we can't have sex. Yeah. And I was but like, you could have said, well, I well, guess. Well, and, and so I said, well, technically, and I, and oh, I you, was, oh, you opened I, a can of worms. I was like, I was not <laughs> interested in the least, but I just wanted to, I just kind of wanted to be like, listen, fuck you. I yeah, can do whatever I want. Exactly. I don't want to do it with you. And, um, which is not, I can't do whatever I want without some, you know, negotiation and conversation. But anyway, wasn't interested. And I was like, well, you know, just because I'm married doesn't mean I I can't have sex. I actually also I have a boyfriend. And he goes, oh, well, then we can have sex. And I was like, oh, you dirty motherfucker. "Uh, Technically, of course we could, but. I'm not interested. And he was like, well, why don't you want to have sex with me? Whoa, and it just what? Kept, it kept going like this. Wait, I was like, where was I? Uh, you had actually already gone home. It oh, was, that was that night. That, that was, was the that night, night that Taylor yeah. left. Okay. Um, and I was just like, I was trying to, I was trying to like approach it as a teachable moment and it just clearly was not happening. No, like I and was I, just like, duh, duh, and I was duh, like, sex time. listen, sir, listen. You know, and I tried to explain why this was aggressive and not appealing, and it was just going completely over his head, and he was just really going for the, you know, let's do it. And I was like, this is just wow. so so ridiculous that this is how communication um, is working right now. Well, it's interesting. I had a, I had not, not a similar situation, but a situation where... Um, it's not really that similar at all, but basically... I was in a position where I, so we went to go see um, uh, Bismarcky, okay, and he was like throwing down this you know DJ set. It was fucking awesome, and there was um, there were three young uh, ladies at the very very front. We were just behind them um, of the stage, and uh, and they were they were very beautiful. Um, and there was one in particular that that was um, very attractive, stunning. stunning young woman. And, uh, you know, it was obvious, like, you know, the guys were, were also like, geez, look how beautiful these girls are. And of course they're all in relationships. They're not, you know, they, they, they can't strike, like strike. I mean, I suppose they could strike up a conversation, but it's not in their nature to like start talking to some cute gal. Yeah. And I generally don't have that in me. Uh, I don't know how, uh, uh, but I was I was pretty toasted by this point, and I was going, you know what? I'm feeling confident tonight. I'm feeling good. I'm going to strike up a conversation with this young woman. Haven't done this. I I don't I don't know if I've ever done this. Right. Honestly, usually it has to have. They have to do it first. This is why I love Bumble. <laughs> they have to do it first, and then I go, oh, it's okay. So I was like, I'm going to strike strike up a, a conversation with her. And so she turns around and she had made eye contact a couple of times. And I was thinking, okay, we've, we've locked eyes like two or three times. Maybe she thinks I'm cute. Maybe this is, maybe she's offering a, an opportunity here to say hi. So I said, 
she had this sticker on her chest, a big uh, American sticker ah. that people are like handing out. And I went, excuse me, uh, can I get a Canadian version of one of these? And <laughs> when I said it, I was like, what a lie. I know I went, God damn, Jer. God damn. That's a one-off though. It, You'll never be able to. N- no, never be able to use that. that again unless I see a really pretty gal with a American sticker on her chest. Um, and she was like, oh, you're Canadian. I was like, yeah. And then we started, to, we started chatting and, and, uh, I, you know, it was, I, it was going really well and she was getting very flirtatious and I was like, wow, this, oh my God, I think like, I think this could be something. Um, and she's, she's very close and she's kind of, you know, like putting her hand on my chest and, you know, laughing at my jokes. And I'm thinking this feels <laughs> real. Like I'm, I'm having them. My confidence is going through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really amazing. And then she she's asking about Sick Boy and why we're there, and and I'm explaining, and and then she and then I said, hey, I got another podcast that I host with, with my wife. Oh, if I could insert uh, the sound effect of breaks coming to a halt, that's where you would insert it right here, because that is exactly what happened oh. to that whole conversation. She was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, I host a podcast with my wife. It's called Turn Me On. We're polyamorous. It's poly-based. You know, we, we talk about polyamory, talk about sex generally. It, I'm sorry. What's poly? Like, I'm what the fuck? And I was like, I've got a girlfriend too. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Dude, she could not. She could not wrap her head around it. And I'd say within 30 seconds, she was nowhere to be seen. Uh-huh. found an out just slipped away I was like well fuck she just disappeared like like a ninja and I was thinking to myself what the fuck was that that sucked uh-huh. I get it like I get it it's, it's not for everyone yeah but and the reason why I, I I mentioned it is because we have this agreement you and I in our contract of how our polyamorous relationship works where we have this agreement that if we're ever gonna like attempt to hook up with someone or hook up with someone we have to be very forward and very um uh forthcoming forthcoming about the fact that we're married we're married yeah um and that we're okay with it uh, yes exactly yeah and what's funny is that's like the second time that something like that has happened where as soon as the full information comes forward the person's like I'm fucking out. Right. And I was like, man, God damn it. I got to, I got to talk to Bryce who can revamp that, that contract. Yeah, we can. I mean that, I mean, I just think it's, uh, you know, when you just said it, I was like, I don't necessarily need people to know that, but I feel like maybe, maybe women want to know that. I feel like they would too. And that's why I feel like it's, it's a good thing to bring it up. I'd like to know. Maybe for like a one night stand, it's like, well, who gives a fuck? You know, but yeah. I don't know. Christ, I wear my w- wedding ring everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't not wear this. That'd be an interesting poll. Cause I wonder if, if, you know, based on those two experiences, if that, that kind of thing is less important to men. Well, the other experience, get this, the other experience is even, even more wild. Okay. This one actually fucking blew my mind. I was not in a place where it was at a time where Becca and I hadn't opened things up. I was not in a place of picking anyone up. But we were at it. I was at another conference. It was a thing that, you know, I was. It was there. I was there for work essentially, and uh, again partying with the guys. And there's someone there, and she strikes up a conversation with me, and she seems very into it, and she's very flirtatious. 
And so I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm going, yeah, this feels really good. It's, it's nice to kind of flirt with this person. Um, but I have no intentions of taking it anywhere. And then she starts getting very forward, like to the point where it's getting to the point where I might have to like back out, but then, you know, continue the conversation, let it go, let it go. Just kind of, you know, laughing about it on the inside, enjoying it. And then it comes. So she knows that I have a wife. She's been asking about my wife. And then I mention my girlfriend and she goes, you have a girlfriend too? And I was like, yeah. And well, and here's the crazy thing is my wife knows about her. Um, cause we're in this like polyamorous relationship and my wife, like if, if say if we hooked up tonight, my wife would know, like it's a, it's a very open. And as soon as it became apparent that my wife would be okay with her, potentially taking me back to her room she was like oh fuck that yeah no i was down i was down to wreck a home right but i am not down to add to a happy home you know like it was i was fucking blown away i I, you know it's interesting i think that came up in one of the sessions that we've been listening to at at this conference that there is something really hot about the forbidden Mm. And um, so I guess I guess that's that's probably why. Like, right? There was some heat involved with the idea that it, you know, it's you know, it's not allowed. And yeah, the wedding ring. She sees the wedding ring, and it was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dig my claws not, in here. It, that's her fetish. Totally, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which is super interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Well, let's. Uh, so we've we've learned a lot. We went to we went to see Esther Perel. Oh my God! Which was. Honestly, she is. It was one of the highlights of the entire festival, and it was so nice to be there too. With um, because Jenna was there, and I don't think Jenna, my friend, had been exposed to her before. And like, Jenna's one of the most like powerful women that I know, and in my circle. And you know, we're sitting there, and I'm such a huge Esther Burrell fan at this point. She's just released a new book called The State of Affairs: um, Rethinking Infidelity, or something like that. And I haven't read it yet, but can't wait. And she, she, uh, well, first we saw Bernie Sanders. How funny is that old fucker? He is so on it. Yeah. Is his head not just like, just so deeply sunk into his body? I mean, I just, I loved watching him. He's just a necklace head with shoulders popping out of his ears. Todd was like, are you going to try to marry him? I know he's in the age range that you prefer. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I do like these older men but it's true i do like 90 year old men <laughs> but so so we saw that was the first thing that i saw and then she came out and she is like you look at this woman and she just commands the space she looks at so grounded it's, and so uh, centered and so fluid I, I have a huge crush on her. It's really wild. She's she is an incredible speaker. Yeah. An incredible presenter. Um even with her like her communicator her thick accent, you, you she's still just she's such a great communicator. Yeah. Um and she gave about it was a 1-hour presentation. She gave about a, a 35 to 40 minute uh keynote followed by a very amazing Q&A where yeah. people from the audience ask questions. What would you? What were the the big okay. takeaways for you I from was that taking combo? Notes the whole time. So one interesting 
you know, thing that she was talking about was, I wrote, this is my note says, we have to negotiate everything. So she was saying, nothing (laughs) is cut and dried in our relationships anymore. Like, it used to be very clear that the man, you know, did these roles and the women did these roles, but now, you know, everything, who's going to get up in the night with the kids? Who's going to, you know... um, I don't know. Prepare the meals, go get the groceries, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, a- anything and everything. Everything. You have to we have to negotiate everything, which is so was so nice to hear because I often feel particular and she wasn't speaking about polyamory, she's just speaking about relationships. Yeah, in general. And I often feel like Jesus, they're so it's exhausting sometimes mm. not knowing who or what or when or how to to do in a relationship it's they it would you know you hear people say you know i was born in the wrong era it'd just be so nice to know my place sometimes but mm-hmm. it's anyway that's probably the least feminist thing i've ever said but um uh you know and then she also said uh and this is something i've heard her express before and I, we've probably talked about before but that you know, we ne- we have such high expectations for our relationships now. There and and our expectations are only growing. And what we get from what we expect from these relationships is something that we used to get from a whole community of people. Right, like the the, the things that we expect to receive from our partner. Mm-hmm. Right, the things that we expect them to give us a in our in our life. A sense of belonging, of yeah. continuity, and our identity. Right, which and, is which is a big argument of for people in the poly community as to why we do this mm. is because it's fucking insane to expect all of that from one person. Mm-hmm. And so we rely on all of these other people that, that can add to our life so that we feel fulfilled and we feel like we are getting what we need um, and just not putting all that pressure and all that weight on one person to give it to us. Yeah, I think it's a great point that she brings that up. And again, she doesn't bring it up in 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 terms she doesn't she didn't mention anything but monogamy that entire no. talk yeah yeah and the she also uh was saying that that you know in those communities we used to live in the walls were paper thin so you knew when people were fucking you knew when people were fighting yeah and we had way more insight into other people's relationships whereas now we live in cities and we're isolated and we have all the freedom in the world but no um the only insight we have into these these other everybody else's relationships is what we see on a screen yeah or when we go and we you know bitch about our partner to our friend yeah. and then we you know we're like oh i actually have it pretty good or you know whatever you get some perspective and so she has a podcast uh called where should we begin and it's recorded sessions with she's a psych- psychologist recorded sessions with couples psychotherapist yeah psychotherapist right which i think is different than a psychologist right um i i also she said um in in back in the day finding your soulmate was about your relationship with God and spirituality. And now we expect our romantic relationships to to transcend us. And so we, again, we put all this like pressure 
on the uh, on the relationships. One really, two really funny things she said when she was talking about how then I'll, you know, I need my partner to be my best friend. I need them to be my confident. I need them to be my challenger, but also my supporter. I need them to bring home the bacon. I need them to co-parent my kids. I need to create a space with them and blah, 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 blah. Like all of this list of things. Um, and she, and then I need them to be sexy and I need a spicy sex life. I need the stability, but I also need the mystery and the spontaneity and the novelty. Mm. And she was like, and yeah, the novelty, that was a big one. She's like, and so we have Victoria's secret. She goes, we have Victoria's secret. There's no, Victor's secret so we know whose responsibility is it is mm. to take care of the desire mm-hmm. portion which I just really loved because I remember dry spells in our relationship or even in other relationships where I was like well maybe if I go out and I do a workshop on like mm-hmm. dirty talk or I um, buy like the right lingerie and then it's fucking <laughs> Exhausting. It, it's crazy too that we that's that's the way that you would innately be driven to think. Not innately, but I guess like societally, be driven to think. The thing that that really stuck out that I I loved her whole talk, and it was like everything she was saying. I was going, oh man, this is great. But one of the things that that she touched on that really spoke to me specifically, like because I'm in it right now. Yeah. And on both sides of it mm-hmm. was she was talking about the beauty of long distance. Yeah, and, someone and the, got up and asked a question about long distance relationship and intimacy. <laughs> Keeping in long- intimacy. Yeah, exactly. Having intimacy within a long term relationship. And so a long distance relationship, a long distance yeah. relationship. Yes. Yeah, sorry. And so you've been away. You've been away for well over a month. And while you're gone, there's these stints of like seven eight nine days where we don't speak we don't text we don't write we don't speak um and then we find out okay you're available you've got internet you've got wi-fi you have the the capabilities of actually reconnecting so we connect and when we do it's just like there's no small talk there's no bullshit it's it's a it's a real tangible connection a catch up filling each other in feeling really loved really appreciating that time like getting away from everything and just like being in that connection and it feels really good and it's just like it's this it's this satiate it it, it f- fills a, a void there's like a hunger that has been satiated it is and it's it, it, it's intense and it feels great and then you go on again with this, you know, we go for another extended period of time where we don't talk and we, we repeat. Yeah. And on the inverse of that, I've left for, you know, this is a 20 day trip <coughs> and I've spoken to and or communicated with Becca every single day. There hasn't been a day where we haven't like touched, like, you know, checked in. Yeah. And... Of course, after I hear Esther talk about this, I'm like, fuck how it would be really nice to, 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 so, so the way Esther put it was she was talking about how, um, in these long distance relationships where, where there's, 
there's space and you know your way or they're our way um don't check in every day in fact don't check in for a couple of days. for a couple of days and you know what if you can instead of calling or face video like you know facetiming write a letter yeah she's she's like texting is nice sure but writing a letter is a, a constant I loved this a concentrated amount of time where you are when you're writing a letter you are at once <coughs> with yourself and with the person you're writing yeah, to yeah yeah <coughs> I just and, really loved that and what's what's a relationship right like what is a what is a, a good meaningful relationship without good meaningful connection mm. and so to have this sort of daily check-in where it's just like, hey, update me. Tell me what you're doing now. Tell me what you're doing now. Uh, what are you doing now? And and I, I'm, it's it's back and forth. I'm doing the exact same with thing with Becca. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to say it's like Becca's constantly. No, that's the pattern of communication. I do that the you same have. thing. I'm and like, I, and I'm doing the same thing too. Right. And so, and so she said, Esther sells that says this, and I'm like, oh God, I wish I wish we could have. I wish I could have heard this before I left because there's no way I can say that to Becca now. No, that's the kind of conversation you have with your partner in person. Be like, let's maybe try this because when there's distance, it's scary. And something too, I think to consider is like, we're you and I are together. And Mm -hmm. so our partners on the outside, it might be more important to have daily communication because you're and I and are together. And then there's other feelings involved to consider. Yeah, that was her um, intimacy versus surveillance. Yeah, that exactly. What a what a beautiful way to put it, right? Yeah. And so it there is there is this sense of loss of intimacy when when it's just a constant checking in. Yeah. Um, it takes away from that mystery. It takes away from that excitement. Yeah, she also said desire is rooted in distance and longing. Mm. So, somebody, man, that woman had gems. Oh my god! Holy she, fuck! Someone asked her, like, how do you stay connected to yourself? You know, when you're you've got all these roles, mother, wife, etc. She's been with her partner for something like thirty five years, and she was like, "Great question." She goes, "When I when I feel." Uh, like I am getting irritated with my roles or loss, loss of identity, loss of self. I leave for a week. She goes, and it's usually, usually really humbling because, you know, I can tell that my husband really enjoys it when I leave as well. And, you know, and, and they're not lost without me. They can, you know, they can do these, these things. And I, I really love that part of being on this trip, you know, we learned in another talk that there is a chemical in your brain that that is released when you're when you're having novel experiences. So that's you know one reason why um, having a lot of sexual partners is really intriguing uh, or necessary for some people because they they actually have a longer chain of this gene or something mm-hmm. in their brain. Anyway, I don't. This know. This was a very poly specific talk. Yes, but um, so I'm on this trip and everything's new. Every day, there's no. I don't know what every day is going to hold. Mm-hmm. It, there's no routine at all, and so. And I'm reading a book on neuroscience and how you can change your brain. And so everything we're hearing at this conference, at this festival, I'm I'm viewing through this very specific filter of like uh, of the trip that I'm on, the experiences I've been having, and what I'm reading. And um, 
fuck, what was I going to say? The idea, coming back to that idea of like community being really important. Mm. Um, there was one day that like I came back into the internet after having been away for 10 or 12 days or something. And I had a message from a couple of my close girlfriends. And I think it's a, you know, something I've been thinking about is like, I'm 34 and my whole life I have prioritized my romantic relationships over my other relationships. And it's that thing again of like stacking all these expectations on, on one or two people to fulfill these things. But I just was like, you know, when I was disconnected and it was just Todd and I spending a lot of time together, I was starting to feel that thing that I worry about sometimes in relationships is like, I'm going to lose my identity mm-hmm. because I'm investing so much in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I come back into the internet after a few days and I have these messages and I'm realizing and feeling how important it is to nurture those relationships and how much I get I learn about my identity or feel connected to myself mm-hmm. in in those relationships and it, it's to hear to hear Esther talk so uh deeply and like and and I can never say this word without fucking it up po- poignant, poignant, poignant poignantly 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 uh about the importance of relationships uh, uh, one of the things she said was, I come to these conferences. We all go to these conferences and they're, they're, they're focused on tech and they're focused on music and they're focused on film and they're focused on innovation. And there's, they're never, there's never, they're focused on health there, they're, but there's never a stream that focuses on relationship. There's never, there's never a giant festival like this with a tear in it that is relationship driven. And that is one of the most important things that we need. The most important it's thing. It's the most important thing. And I agree. I think when people are like, what's the meaning of life or whatever? And my thing is always like, it's all about relationships, whether even it's your relationship to the natural world, like mm. you're in relationship to everything. And then to hear, so hear her say that. And then the next day, go see Christopher Ryan, the author of sex at dawn give a talk on polyamory and hear everything that he had to say. It was just such a like eye opening explosion of of, of just a reminder of why I feel like it's so valuable and so beautiful that we have decided to do this together Mm. to, to open our relationship up the way we have and, and, and focus on, experiencing relationships with other people without without this like lasso that confines and restricts us to to only have certain kinds of relationships exactly yeah Yeah. because i feel like it is it is one of the things that you know if relationships are one of are, are is the most important thing in life then why not open ourselves up to experiencing any and all sorts of relationships? Mm. It's, it's what makes us more interesting and loving and compassionate and understanding human beings, you know? I just had this other thought, too, about the back to the intimacy versus surveillance thing and the talking every day to someone. It's mm-hmm. like, nobody else in my life do I talk to every single day. Yeah. And there's something a little bit crazy about that yeah 
I am never, Orwellian. There's, there's, I, there's, I am yeah. never outside yeah. the sphere of influence that this person has mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Yeah, she 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 said something else too. Like usually in relationships, there'll be one person who's really afraid of abandonment, and the another and the other is <laughs> really afraid of being smothered. Yes, and maybe it's fluid, and it and that relationship uh, ch- changes over time and goes back and forth, or you switch roles. But that's something I've always felt and yeah, always same. been scared of. Like same. when I feel it, you know, why do I? You know, why do I have such a wall that jumps up when I feel like someone needs something from yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, fear. how smothering did I have I been with you? You know, like, our relationship, for sure. Especially, like, the first, you know, the, I would say, like, half of the relationship. I was definitely the one that was just so afraid of abandonment. Yeah. You know? And it, and that you're, I think you're right. Now it I've is read fluid. that about. I, I've also read that about Capricorns. Uh, Capricorns oh have a, a particular that right up your butt fear of uh, being <laughs> abandonment, uh, being abandoned. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. I but I do. I, I get that with Becca. Yeah. I get that with Becca. It's um, funny because I feel like I've had that with you <laughs> only since we opened up the relationship. Like I've had it right. in moments. Um, you know, attached to jealousy and that yeah. vulnerability feeling. Do you still get it? No, yeah. not, not with you. Um, One thing I find interesting is this uh, being on this trip, like since Beck and I have opened things up and there is, there is space to like, you know, engage in something if it pops up. Yeah. Um, and then to be at here with you and for us to be out like partying and feeling like, uh, like for example, there was a couple of guys that were trying to mac on you and Jenna at at, at a bar one night when uh-huh. we were out, and I walked up. I had a question for you. I was like, "I'm sorry, guys. S- excuse me. Sorry for interrupting. Hi. Uh, can you do, do you remember what time we're supposed to be like at the hotel?" And you were like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." blah. And I'm like, right, "Cool, cool. Uh, uh, good luck, guys." And I like just like you know walked away, being <laughs> like, "Yeah, sweet. Like if they can if they can somehow finagle that, uh, all good for them." And also just feeling like if there was, if we were out and someone was, someone was trying to put the moves on me, you would be like you being sort of a wingman or like, uh-huh. or just being cool with the idea of, yeah, yeah, well, sure. Like if you want to make, make it with this girl, Jer, go, go for, for it. it. Th- that's something that's so, uh, so new, so unique mm-hmm. in our relationship because we, we don't generally party much like yeah um when we're home i think that's one of the reasons we opened the relationship was because i was like listen i don't want to stay out late anymore and you were like but i need a girl on my arm i need someone pretty to look at i was like all right that is not what i fucking (laughs) said no but you liked you prefer i need some arm candy you see (laughs) you prefer to be out with someone i do i do like being out with a with a person yeah yeah and i was like yeah, I'd like to. Get it doesn't up. have to be a woman. I'd like to get up at five a.m. and go to sleep at eight p.m. Yeah, well, I do, I do. I like that too sometimes, but on the weekends, you know, sometimes Jared just wants to get lit up. There's that word that uh, that Christopher Ryan was chatting about compersion. That's, yes, that's like yeah. He, compersion is what is describes when I feel happy for you 
having this good time with, with someone, someone else. else. Yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, the, the, what was the, the one of having the same feeling, but instead of for your partner, you're having that feeling for your partner's partner. Yeah. He said there's no word for that. No, there is. It's me uh, Oh, meta, metamore. Metamore. Metamora. Metamore. 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 That's amore. That's amore. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's like I would, okay. So Guy is really loving teaching you how to surf and, and you guys are having a really great trip and I'm feeling so good and like fulfilled for, because Guy feels so happy. good and happy. Huh. Interesting. Isn't that, it, there's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It is a beautiful thing. Uh, Becca's going on a date tonight. And you feel compersion? And I feel compersion. <laughs> I feel strong, strong, strong compersion. I hope it goes really well. And she said, too, she was like, um, she sent me a text and was like, uh, hey, like, I'm going on this date, yada, yada. And, and I just need to, I like, I, I need to check. Oh, she goes, I'm going on. She asked, this girl asked if I wanted to go out for sushi with her. What do you think? And I was like, what do you, what do I think? Do you, you're not into it? You don't want to do it? And she was like, no, I just wanted to check in with you, make sure it's okay. And I was like, babe, go do it and then check in with me after it's done. So if it turns out to go really, really well, yeah, just keep going for it. And then tomorrow, just let me know how it went. Yeah. And I'm, I really hope it goes really well. Like I feel deep compersion for, for that situation. Um, okay, well... W- Man, this is we've been chatting for a while here. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> uh, let's wrap this bitch up. Okay, you know, let's go. It's fucking hot outside. Let's go and enjoy the sun while we can. Yeah. Let's is there anything it. else that you wanted to t- touch on that you, you know what? I, I yes, but I I kind of I, I think I want to talk more about something. That Christopher Ryan. I asked him a question about jealousy because mm-hmm. Christopher Ryan wrote that book on um, Sex at Dawn, Sex at Dawn, and the history of monogamy and how it's it's kind of a learned thing. And I I asked you know if that's the case is jealousy also a learned thing and how can how can you unlearn it? And he said something really interesting about emotions being a, a, a complex emotion like jealousy is actually a combination of several emotions maybe it's fear or um anger or sadness like one of those basic building blocks of complex emotions and the way that we structure them is different based on cultural influence and Mm -hmm. societal influence and so you know that is something that i I, again i'm reading that uh, neuroscience book and it's telling you that you can retrain your brain and even even your thoughts and your feelings which is not something that's new to us in the yoga world or the meditation world that you can kind of your thoughts don't have to control you or your emotions don't have to control you but Mm -hmm. anyway i do want to unpack that a little bit more but i just wanted to put that bug in your ear for the future because i'm gonna go do some more homework yeah do that that because uh, you know what I've always been I've always said jealousy is an emotion and just like any other emotion you can't control the fact that it's going to happen it's going to come and and the and it, this is just the words that I've put on it to make me feel just to, for me to wrap my head around it but like like unlike sadness 
and anger and happiness, when I feel any of those base emotions, I there's a sense there that I know that that emotion is temporary. If I'm really fucking angry, really hot, I know that I'm not going to be like that forever. Yeah. I'm going to cool. I'm going to fucking cool down. I just need to get out of this space, change up the scene and things will get, you know, it's going to pass. Same thing with sadness. Same thing with happiness. It's temporary. I know this, but there's some feeling about jealousy that when it kicks in, it feels like this is going to be me forever. This is, this is forever thing. Like me when I'm hungover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels, it's daunting because it, it doesn't feel temporary. It's so cloudy and so like, it's so masked that you just can't see through it. Um, but to hear him say that and to hear you talking about this and with this book that you're reading, the neuro neuro book, um, I, that excites me. I love the idea of going, you know, you know what? I can retrain the way that my brain uh, uh, relates to this particular emotion. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense. It's like, you know, people with anger issues and they go see a therapist and they work out their like anger management. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the same thing. It's like you're re, re hardwiring your brain to react or not react to yeah. a certain to a certain thing. Well, that's the thing. It's a reaction. <laughs> and if you can like with the brain science, it's like what you have to do is interrupt the pattern. Mm. You have to like you have to change the direction that those like neural pathways are going. And so with jealousy, what I've been working with is like, okay, when I feel it physically, this is what it feels like I, it's almost physical first mm. and then my brain says oh that's jealousy and then it goes into i've always been way hyper analytical of myself goes into the story mm. of the jealousy and the why and blah 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 and i'm starting to feel like now like all of that thinking about it and all of that like trying to unpack it is really just strengthening mm-hmm. those neural pathways. Whereas now when I feel it, I go, oh, my brain has labeled that physical feeling as jealousy. What if I stop labeling it that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if I start renaming that? Yeah. That physical feeling. And and my friend, the girl that I rushed across the country to see before she left L.A., um, she's she's such a committed person to her yoga practice and meditation practice, but she said something she to me that was so timely. And again, it's one of those filters now that I'm seeing everything through. She said she's really working with telling herself a story that feels better. Mm. When she has a story that's making her feel like garbage. She says, is there something I can tell myself that feels better? Mm-hmm. And so I've been working with that too. Well, keep us posted on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like don't, don't shy away from bringing that up. The more you d- dig deep, cause I, I'm really fascinated by it. Um, well, shit, this was a nice little catch up, babe. <sighs> Feels good to be back. I just, I feel like I got a lot off my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and we might be recording today again with a, someone who listens to the podcast, who li- lives down here in Texas. And she's just like, 
listen, I live a couple hours away. I'm fucking heading into town to party my ass off because yeah. it's St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Uh, and she wants to record with us. So we might be able to make that happen today. That's exciting. And take note, you know, we travel a lot mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be more of it in our future in terms of, you know, especially as our other relationships grow. And I think these tr- condensed trips of time together are going to be really important. So keep your ear out because if you're nearby... Absolutely. I'm so elated that this young woman reached out to us. I think it's so cool Mm -hmm. that she wants to just come meet up and and record record with the two of us in fucking Texas. Yeah. We're just a couple dopes from Nova Scotia. It's so neat. A couple dopes. You know? Well, y'all... Uh, lo- <laughs> hope you hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, all enjoyed the show. Uh, this is if this is your first time tuning into the show. Uh, this is uh, this is a little bit of a, a unique episode. It's just me and my wife catching up. Uh, but generally, we we sit down and we have a conversation with somebody else. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And for everyone else who's been tuning in from the day one, uh, we're glad you're back on this ride. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season two. I guess we're going to break smiling. it up seasons. Yeah, um, and uh, we love each and every one of you. And uh, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Oh yeah, iTunes, you Apple know? Podcasts, Spotify, uh, rate review anywhere that you can find podcasts. We're there. Yeah, and uh, give us some love. We would we would mean the world to us. And uh, yeah, until next week. <laughs> Fuck yourself.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.